Let's do it. All right, making some noise. So the camera's looking at me. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Three Schooners. My name's Isaac. And my name is David. My name is JJ. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a very special guest. Some say one of the most specialist. <laughs> I made the made the point. I think, I think you may be one of the most specialist, Dave. Yeah, but you're a bit special, Davey. It, it, is, it is one half of Marston Kutcher, Mr. Matt. How are you? Hello, boys. How are you? And thank you for. Uh, I'm excited to finally be on the podcast. It's uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, a, it's a big thing. This is good. When yes. um, when when JJ said, "Oh, Matt wants to come on the podcast," we were like, "What? Sorry, what?" Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, initially, initially Dave wasn't on this podcast because he's a busy boy and he's about to to, to move to another state. And uh, well, I don't know if JJ's had... told you guys, but a bit of um, backstory is that the very first time we ever went to Glasgow, the first thing that JJ did was get us on a podcast. So I'm well accustomed to JJ's yeah. podcast. Oh, we've done it's it like before, full circle yeah. now. Full mm. circle. But anyway, about it. before we get into finding out about Matt and all that, there's one thing that we have to do first. Matt, would you Go like to, to say the, the line? Say the line. Say the line. <laughs> What's the Don't. line? You haven't told me what the line is. It's the, it's the one from that song. From the song. Yeah. The, the one get on the wing. beers. Get on the yeah. beers. Yeah. Do we do the dance now? Yeah, dance. Get on the beers. That's your civic duty. That's what most people And that's what must be done. Beers. 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 Get on the beers. Beers. And that's what must be done. Because that's a theme tune, you know, the song that you made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't make it. It kind of made itself. I didn't really make it. But Okay, so we're back now. Uh, so that, that, that was famously our theme tune, but also more famously, a song that you put together that featured... Well, you you tell the oh wait 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 wait, wait, wait put it together wait, in wait. your living room to be honest. You did put it together in my living room, and we'll get on <laughs> to that. Poorly. In fact, in fact, wait a little minute here, Isaac. What beer have you got this week? Well, I thought I'd mix it up this week, and I thought that I would go south of somewhere. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> it's all I had in the fridge. You oh, literally, you literally turn it into JJ. Oh, you just get that. Yeah, but at week. least he gets a beer that he enjoys. You, you and I are the not speaking. <laughs> Of the worst beer ever. I'm surprised that bottle wasn't smashed to pieces during the earthquake, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) We were literally just discussing that. Anyone watching, (laughs) Isaac's room is a complete mess. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was saying is, yeah, it's a very good representation of your life at the minute. I like it. Uh, So you've got got safe for somewhere. Dave, what have you got? I have got, um, I'm the only person who's fucking mixing it up anymore. (laughs) You're all fucking useless. Do a podcast where we drink different beers and you just keep getting the same beers. No one every said week. we were drinking different beers. We said we it were drinking beers. It, it makes us look sophisticated. There's You're nothing the sophisticated glasses. about any of us. <laughs> I, anyway, I have got um, Mountain Goat, um, but Ooh. I have gone for the... Normally, I'll go for pale uh, steam ale, I've, which I don't fully understand, but I've gone for pale ale this time. So I'm going I'm to... Talk into that bad boy. Mm, mm. Now, uh, Dave, you sent me a video last night. What was that video of? What were you I doing? Did. <laughs> did Where's I? this going? I, I remember this. I'd, I'd like to remember this as well. Do you not remember? Was I, was I drunk at the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah a... I was drunk at the time. What, what yeah. did you do, Dave? Um, I had a desperado in my hand. 
And you were boy. spent out saying it was your no, Yeah, no, I drank oh, it man. and I looked like I really enjoyed it and then spy it out mid-video. You bastard. Bastard. Mm. Anyway, Matt, I can see that you're destroying your mic there. Yeah, I'm not Matt. having much fun with this. <laughs> what are you drinking today? Well, you requested that I needed to have alcohol on the show, even though I insisted that I didn't want to. So I've put a bottle of Grey Goose over there just in the shot, but I'm not yeah. planning on drinking it. But I do have the remnants of an iced coffee here. Well, actually, I can't. so it's not an iced coffee. What it is, it's a poor man's iced coffee. So I got hungry last night at about 2 a.m. and I ordered a Sunday from McDonald's on Uber Eats. That's the only thing I ordered. The Sunday arrived. I didn't eat it. I left it in the freezer. So I put about this much instant coffee in the bottom of this cup with just water and then I just scooped some of that Sunday in and stirred it around. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. That wow. doesn't um, sound great. I it. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Um, uh, we get so- him off now. This is a really anti-climate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not even drinking beer. This is oh, what are you line. drinking, JJ? What are you drinking? I've got I've got a crown lager this week, boys, what? and I'll tell you as for why. There's a there's a reason that I'm not drinking a desperado this week. Uh, I'm just too poor <laughs> to to keep buying them at the moment. I did go over to there's, there's a new there's a new Woolworths across the road from me, uh, which means that I can literally buy a beer within three minutes of getting out of my bed. Don't is know, there a reason why there's such a surcharge on despies in Australia? Like, is they're just like, too good? Really that's the problem. Um, <laughs> it's I the mean, good tax. Nah, nah. I don't <laughs> think they want them in the country. So they've I've got the, the mute button. Remember, them. Dave? <laughs> I have the mute button. Um, <laughs> just yeah, they're just really, they're just really spinny. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open one just now. Hopefully. Are oh, you actually doing a crown? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm okay. actually doing a crown. He's, yeah, not, he's not doing not. the same joke he does every I'm week. I'm not doing the same joke. Let me actually hang out. I'll see if I have anything alcoholic in the fridge at all. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Get one. And that's called peer pressure. So this podcast go well. Our guest has already walked off <laughs> in the first five minutes. Steve, oh, do you want to explain why you look like you're sitting in what looks like a padded room? I am sitting cross-legged for however long this goes on, and it's probably not going to be enjoyable. But however, I am, I am sitting on my bed, mine and Elisa's bed, because um, we are moving to Queensland uh, in a few days, and we did an open house, and uh, so basically we had all our furniture on sale and everything, because we're just going to buy it when we get up there. And this one guy came round at like ten o'clock in the morning. And uh, was like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it all. <laughs> so he did. He take the TV. No, he has. I got. I was saving the TV for you. But he I've literally, he literally yeah. bought everything. So that morning we went out. We were going out on a lads' day out, which we had on a Saturday. So I left my apartment with furniture in it. I came home real pissed with no furniture. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? Have we it's been like rough? Nothing left. Nothing and left. So- Matt, have you have you got a drink now? What have you got? I do I have a, a personal favourite? Actually, it's a Brookvale Union ginger beer. Oh, fun fact, um, ladies and gentlemen, union okay. is one of those words that I find very difficult to say. Don't know why. You, no you reason for it. Well, there, union mm. killed it. I'm so good. Anyway, uh, cheers, boys. <laughs> cheers, I you need this so badly. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. I learned the word uh, um, gregarious the other day and just kept saying it. Gregarious. What does it mean? Um, I've forgotten. Um, yep. It means, I think it means, it's basically me. I'm gregarious, like okay. fun loving and sociable. And so this little bad boy is eight percent, by the way. Well, percent flying. Anyway, so um, <laughs> a few minutes ago, uh, probably ten minutes ago now, um, we heard "Get on the Beers," which has became a bit of a, an anthem 
over the last, well, what seems like an eternity during lockdown. <laughs> it is our theme tune. And the guy that made it, made it again in my living room. And his name is Matthew and we've got him here. So Matt. Hello. Talk to us. What, how, what, what, so what, what would you like to know? It's what you do on the podcast. You talk for a bit. It's great. Mm. Who, who are you? Yeah. Well, so I am first and foremost a friend of uh, John Gardner's. And um, the, uh, yeah, the song, the song's really weird, man. It's, um, do you, do you not want to mention what, what group you're in or anything like that? Okay, so I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in a, I'm, in a, I'm in a duo called Mashed Kutcher and we play electronic music and we play instruments and we kind of try and do both at the same time and have a bit of fun with it. And there wasn't much fun this year because everybody got told there was no fun. So we didn't have any fun. And <laughs> so there wasn't any shows to play and there wasn't any planes to fly on. But the only thing there was was television inside your house and the only person on the television was your premier. So, so for people I, that aren't from Australia, explain what a yeah. premier is. So a premier is basically a man who locks down a whole city <laughs> until everybody gets really oppressed and then um, they come back out again. Um, no, so every, every, state, every state in Australia has a, has a leader and with uh, probably similar to what is in... Um, I guess in Europe, like the way that each country is handled separately with coronavirus, each state in Australia is handled separately with coronavirus. So uh, Melbourne's Premier um, decided to do a press conference where he, he used the, the line, get on the beers. And it's interesting because in Australia, like you say, get on the piss, you say crack a beer, crack a cold one, um, crack a tinny, crack a frothy. There's a lot of things you might say, but I don't think anyone's ever used the expression get on the beers specifically before so it's a very new thing excuse me for all of us to hear um and so it turned into a bit of a joke turned into a song and uh yeah it ended up being a being a song so i i sampled it and remixed it sat in jj's living room with him and um said look i've got to stick this thing on spotify so i kind of made sure everything was redlining and was as distorted as possible and then uploaded it to Spotify. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, 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 it's started as a bit of a joke, but it's given people something to have a laugh about and something to have a bit of joy with while they've been locked down. And um, it's been a bit of fun. Which is, um, which is the thing really, because you did that. And like you're saying, everyone was locked away in their houses. And I just remember you releasing it as like, you do these pretty cool videos and you released this as a video on your Facebook page. Before you know it, people were putting it in TikToks and it was just starting to go viral. It just it snowballed, pretty, didn't it? Yeah, it was pretty, yeah. it was pretty mental. Um, just from, yeah. That's, it's I think it's, pretty- it's just a bit of fun. And I think, you know, um, from from our end being in, in the music industry as musicians like all of us were sitting there thinking great we've got no shows it's very tricky to write music especially if you write club music because there's no clubs to go to so we're all sort of sitting there twiddling our thumbs and wondering what we do um and so we just did it as a bit of fun and i think people got that message which was that let's have a bit of fun like we're all stuck in this thing together we're all at home we're all bored um so we made a fun song people made fun dances to it people you know, people were definitely getting on the beers at home, which I think was <laughs> a very integral part of it was that, you know, people 
people were still drinking at home. So they were still trying to have a bit of a party and, you know, when they could have two or three mates over and kind of um, keep the social aspect up. So, yeah. Um, the other thing too, which kind of um, accidentally I think helped it is that a lot of other club um, producers and DJs stopped making music. So there wasn't much music going around. <laughs> so um, like I know a lot of our friends in the industry and stuff, you know, sort of have been writing music but haven't released any because it's very difficult to when clubs and things aren't open. So um, I guess we put out a song as well when not many people were, which, you know, kind of it, gave it, it a bit I mean, more it certainly, <laughs> it certainly stuck on. For example, I'm wearing a T-shirt just now that says, Get on the beers with Dan Ambrose. That isn't one of your Love t-shirts, that. but it just goes to show that other people were making them and yeah. and things like that. And okay. um, yeah. Oh god, I was just going to say for me, like the bit where I realised, yeah, not only was it getting viral, but did, wasn't Dan Andrews himself interviewed about it? What when they like? He has the, been a few times. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's pretty um, pretty crazy. I think the thing was so the the format for those who who maybe don't know or aren't in Australia. So the format was. The, the premiere of Victoria would come on our TV screens once a day, probably around 11 a.m. It got really day. sticky, really sticky. Yeah. And so basically, <laughs> <No one>. <laughs> basically, basically every day the premiere has to come on the television and give a press conference and tell people, you know, how many deaths there have been from coronavirus, how many active cases there are, how many new cases, blah, 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 blah. And so every day in that press conference, he would report those stats and he would also give an update on the position of the lockdown um, and comment and answer press questions and this and that. So, you know, every, every day that he would come on the screens would be an opportunity for him to say something interesting to add as another soundbite to the song. So instead of making a new song every time, it kind of just became about, well, let's just keep get on the beers as the song. But every time he says something quirky, we can kind of add it to the song. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's uh, some, someone actually commented, which we had a good laugh about on um, on one of the videos, that uh, dairy farmers would be proud of how much we've milked this song over <laughs> six months. I, That's I tend to such agree a with good that. call. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's gained so much traction, Matt. That you are currently what is it, in the fifth favorite to be Triple J's hottest 100 this year so again for for people maybe outside australia so in australia our sort of major um australian music focused radio station is called triple j um and every year people vote for the top 100 songs um in the country and uh yeah it's it's kind of taken on a bit of a cult following and um people seem to be voting for it so it's uh it's it's another weird thing that's happened this year that's yeah, I, wasn't, wasn't last year last year was fisher losing it came in at number two ocean Island, yeah, i think, I think was so. number one and you're sitting no, where 50 bad guy was it not it was number one ah uh, am i thinking the year before I'm yeah you get yeah, the year before yeah okay. uh, what's it's matt running for what's he done it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty. Oh, sorry. i've got one of those washing machines that when it finishes the load it beeps continuously until you turn it off so do i so do i um, until so you turn it off or you go insane and blow your brains out <laughs> and then you but never yeah, have to do washing again when um well someone else has to wash up a lot of blood but um <laughs> uh, when when uh get on the beers initially debuted on the um triple dreads hottest 100 like first of all how do you get nominated for that what happens um i think i don't know 
That's a really good question. I think any song that's played on Triple J for the year is eligible to my understanding. Okay. So even if it's just once, then it it goes on uh, as a a possible. Had you been eligible before, Matt? Were you Uh, aware? I mean, I I think we've we've had our music played on Triple J before, but it's never... um, it's never come up. So the first day that voting was open, I opened Instagram and there was just hundreds of people tagging us in their vote choices. So I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> I know someone in Canada who's Aussie, but she's living in Canada for the last three years. And even she did it. She was like, for all my, all my brothers and sisters in Victoria, I'm adding this to the, to the vote. That's See the thing. Vote. And you know what, exactly what you just said, like for, it's for people in Victoria, like that's the thing is like, I say this in the most modest way. This song is not about us. This song is just something fun we did. It's really about all the people that enjoyed it. You know, I know that sounds a bit cliche, but like the song's really got less to do with us than you think. It's more about everyone else who had a good time with it. I guess yeah. that's a good way to look at it. Um, going going back to the 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 betting side of it now. When when you first appeared on even the options mm. to be on Triple J's Top One Hundred, um, the odds of dollars, you, I believe. Fifty-one dollars, fifty-one to one was was the odds. So I put Rough twenty dollars on you, <laughs> which Smart means man. that Smart man. If, if it comes in, I get what one thousand forty dollars back, something like that. Odds uh, odds today are at six dollars. So you've you've yeah. you're doing Jesus, it right, yeah. Which shows right. how yeah how serious it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, exactly the, it's, <laughs> it's the most serious thing to happen all year. Yeah, yeah. Aside from, that, aside from that massive earthquake just before the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's listening and not watching is missing out. I yeah. Think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I had met, like our, our friend Gary. Um, we, we, I think you've met Gary probably, Isaac, from back in Glasgow. Shout out to Gary. He sent me money to put a bet on for you guys to win. <laughs> and the space of, uh, in the space of the money getting sent from his account to arrive in mine, it went from 31 to one odds all the way down. I think it got to 15 by the time it arrived. In and see, so here's the good part about it, right? Is in Australia where, and this is where I believe that we have this unique bond with Glaswegians is we are all about a bit of tomfoolery, like putting witches hats on men on horses and these sorts of things. <laughs> um, we, uh, we like a bit of a, a bit of a laugh and a, a bit of a, bit of a shenanigan. And so I think not only are people voting for it because they like the song, but people are also voting for it just to be like, like let's, <laughs> let's stick it on. You know, it wouldn't it be hilarious if that actually topped the thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of got that working. Yeah. And that has happened. I mean, in the UK that's happened before. I'm thinking like the Christmas number one, like two years ago was a song about fucking pasties or something like that, <laughs> or sausage rolls. I was like, left it and I was reading back over. It's like, and Christmas number one is a song about sausage rolls. I was like, that, that country is going to shit. It's going to, it's going to it. shit, I tell you. That's, that's when we decided it was going to shit. Nothing else happened. <laughs> Brexit, no, look, never would, heard it would, of it, mate. It would pasties. be a very, very Aussie on? thing if a song about beer top to chart that would be mm-hmm. absolutely and i think you know what i've i've let's get the the three skinners stamp of approval obviously obviously um, that. that if anyone hasn't voted for it yet you don't even have to be in australia just go on the triple j hottest 100 website i'm sure you can type it into google do us a favor though On, only vote only vote for get on the beers because therefore no one else is getting a vote. Okay. I want my thousand dollars, bitches. I think, right? I think, I think oh, what I see. Should... I was going to say that's really rude, but then I understand now what you've said. <laughs> I think, He's loading uh, it. I think we should link it on our, we'll link it on our Instagram. In the show notes. Yeah. Ah, uh, every time. But it's, every it's, time. It's, yeah, the show notes and on our Instagram, but it's only 
our mothers and uh, girlfriends who follow us. On, yeah, um, I don't know if Matt knows this, but every single um, episode that goes up uh, on YouTube and on Spotify and things like that, get on the beers is linked to Spotify. Like the Spotify link for the song is so basically you guys are all entitled to a percentage of the Spotify royalties. That's it, mate. That's it. <laughs> Looking forward to our four dollars. <laughs> four dollars is a maybe. Maybe it'll be a, able to afford those desperados one day. That, that's, that's not saying that's not saying that Matt didn't get a lot of plays. That's saying that Spotify doesn't pay a lot of money. That's all I'm not. saying about that. Um, so, so how how has life treated you? Because you were living down in Victoria. Next to me, you know, was. we had a cuddle every few nights. It was lovely. We did. Sorry, what? And then, uh, what Dave, listen. What about I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the coronavirus hit. And you, I think, may have been the luckiest man in all of Australia. Because you you call, you literally called it to Because no one knew when we were getting locked down. We knew it was going to happen. But you called it to the day for both Victoria and New South Wales to get into yeah, I, was, I was very lucky. I was very lucky. I, um, I, uh, I did everything by the book and I did everything properly. And I, I got a COVID test in Victoria to make sure I was all good. And then I, um, I wanted to, that's the thing. I, I didn't, I didn't sort of leave um, Victoria for a break trying to evade lockdown and then come back. Like I was permanently moving to Queensland. So that's the thing to keep in mind, I guess, is if you are permanently moving to another state, um, it's, it's pretty straightforward to do. But timing-wise, I was quite lucky because when I chose to do that, um, it was a matter of days before Victoria got locked down. So I think I was just very lucky with, um, yeah, like you said, the timing of it. And I, yeah, I decided within sort of 24 hours that there was a pretty high chance of it happening. I think we could all kind of feel it coming. So I, you know spent the money and put all my things on a truck and sent them to Queensland and got in my car and did the drive. Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember JJ saying that to me. He was like, uh, oh yeah, I think uh, Matt's thinking of leaving. I was like, oh, that'd be shit if Matt went. And then like a day or two later, I was like, how's, how's Matt getting on with his decision? He was like, oh yeah, he's gone. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's the thing. The, um, the, the agency, Lucky, who looks after all our bookings and stuff, you know, they they were chatting to us and we, I think that the big red flag for us is we noticed that the AFL was relocating all their football teams and we're sitting there thinking, right, okay, they obviously want to continue their season playing football. They're moving all their teams. Something's going down here. Um, so I guess if there was any hope of us having, you know, potentially any shows at all that, um, uh, and for those who don't know, me and Adam are both in a duo. So he's already living in Queensland and I was living by myself in Victoria. So had I stayed in Victoria, it just would have made it impossible for us to link up. So the, the move, the smart move was for me to move to Queensland, which I did. Um, and, uh, you know, I called up my folks and said, what do you think? And they were like, yeah, you know, if you think it's the right thing to do, do it. And, uh, I'm pretty sure I called a removal company at about 4 PM in the afternoon. I went to super cheap, put new oil in the car. And then the next morning I left. So I just, literally the meaning of sending it, just <laughs> fucking sent it. And then, and then that's it. And then we were like, because how hard did Queensland get hit with the lockdowns? They didn't. They got what a bit of one, didn't they? Well, those guys only got to start dancing again last week. We got to dance before they did. Yeah, it was uh, ridiculous. Is that, is that right? Yeah, they couldn't That's do correct. outdoor. We, um, that being said, though, we had had um, by the time I got to Queensland, 
I think we'd already had about two months of COVID free, like zero new cases. So um, Queensland was very much already on the, the uphill. Um, yeah, for some strange reason, our premier um, decided to really leave the no dancing rule right till the very end. I don't know why. A lot of people were pissed off about that. But um, yeah, hospitality and everything has been very much open here for probably three months. But that is um, like, fine, we'll just play musical chairs if it's going to be that way. <laughs> yeah, look, honestly, like, and this is as of uh, five days ago, I was in a venue with some friends and there's a security guard walking around with a flashlight and a laminated sign which said strictly no dancing and it's just it's weird to see yeah. hopefully we never have to see that again um, yeah yeah no, but, no. Uh, someone no, look it's uh, someone it's in all... quarantine again yeah <laughs> it's it's all good stuff i think um i'm so stoked to see you know you guys and my other friends in melbourne all doing good things and things look good here so fingers crossed the summer in australia we are on i think i think what i was having this chat with one of our previous guests ashley nichols and i think I think you're going to have like when everything's eased off and you get international borders open and I think you're going to have like fucking three summers in a row. Everyone's just going to come back. The people who were forced to go home, they're going to try and come back and everyone's just going to send it. I mean, even those first two weeks out of lockdown from Mm. working in the hospitality point of view, those first two weeks out of Victoria lockdown were crazy. People would come in and be like, they get a two hour sitting and they would absolutely send it in those two hours. Then they'd go to another bar and send it in that bar for two hours. People are thirsty to have a good time. Really, That's it. And so. I think something a lot of people also might overlook too is even though hospitality and entertainment might be coming back in Australia, you know, tourism and whether it's um, just general tourism, backpacking, whatnot, like that's a major part of Australia's um, hospitality economy. Absolutely. Um, all, all the way from the North Tip all the way down to Tassie. Um, and it's, you know, we're not going to have that next year probably at all if not the year after. So it's, it's very interesting because there's so many venues which heavily rely, especially up in places like North Queensland of, um, you know, the backpacking industry and this and that. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that uh, it's, it, it's something works. like even backpackers, like I think the agricultural industry in Australia, they yeah. did something like a few months ago, it was an article and it was like 26,000 backpackers are needed because that's what the gap that's been left because they've yeah. gone home. It's just 26,000 workers. It's like, no worries, agricultural industry. Hope you're doing okay there. <laughs> you were having it rough before. It's getting even worse for you. It's just like, yeah, see, it's look, not I great. I'm not speaking on behalf of all Aussies, but um, there's some Aussies who probably are pretty reluctant to go and pick fruit and do things like that. So they may just have to get off their asses and deal with it. Mm-hmm. True. Um, yeah. But that isn't the only industry that not really had a hard time. <laughs> um, like the music industry had a rough time during that. And it's it's that. almost it's almost like you know there wasn't a lot of support for the music industry in Australia, and I'm seeing it back in England as well. There's not been much support for the music scene back in England. For the arts and, in general, yeah, yeah, and and like they create a fuck ton of revenue as well. It's an, it was an interesting time because I think um, just before COVID, the, the bushfires in Australia was sort of the biggest talking point, and um, there were tons of us in in different parts, whether you're DJs or singers or bands, um, who did heaps of free charity concerts for the bushfires, which we're all super happy to do. Um, but then <laughs> the uh, COVID kind of hit, and off the back of that, then we all sort of lost uh, lost the income we would have had anyway. So it was a bit weird. Um, but look, I, I think things are looking promising. Um, 
you know, I, I can only sort of speak on what, what we're doing, but I'm sure that's a reflection across the board. I'm seeing lots of small and, and middle-sized festivals and lineups popping up. Um, we've started to get some show bookings coming in for the new year, which is good, um, and seeing lots of our peers with the same. So, yeah, so, so let's – oh, go on. Go on, Joe. Um, so talking about new year mm. – what have you got going we, on? We're coming back to Victoria. We Oi! are playing. We are playing New Year's <laughs> Eve. Uh, we will be getting on the beers um, in Melbourne, which is awesome. Um, Literally one day after I leave, you fucker. <laughs> no, nah, well, okay. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come in a couple of days early. So I will see you. I'll see you then. So wait, no, you're playing on the 22nd? No, sorry, no, 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 New no, Year's wait, Eve. Wait, sorry, not New No, but what what day Eve, are you, you are hoping to call? I'll probably come on like the 29th. Yeah, I went That's way you. after you go. Yeah, yeah, That's way right. after. See you, mate. Nice knowing you. Have a good time. <laughs> um, we I'll be we do. For you in Queensland. We, look, we play we play shows up in Townsville, um, probably four or five times a year. So I mean, just a quick oh, really across to Maggie there, and I'll uh, see. Maybe, maybe uh, Dave, you can organise uh, a full moon headliner. Such mm-hmm. such, such, such Well, this is this is the thing. I want to go into that. You've played at Magnetic Islands, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. We've played the full moon party probably a few years. Um, We've done a few events there and yeah, Maggie's awesome. Like it's a great crowd. It's a good mix of, um, of locals and tourists and, um, yeah, it's a, it's a vibe. So I've, I have no doubt 100% that I will see you there for shows in some capacity. Well, you will year. see me, but I'll be working. So I could just wave to you from the bar. It's all right. Knock him up on the stage. Have a fun. <laughs> I know that guy. I know him. We're friends. Yeah. He was I'm on actually for you to, to go up there. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but Isaac has said nothing throughout this whole podcast because it's so he's a over from I'm yesterday. fucking dying. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's well, literally been through like a... question for when I was ready to ask it. Uh, do you have any plans to get Dan Andrews involved some way on a I mean, show, maybe. like a guest appearance or anything? If he he's did, keen he to, did. I suppose. I don't know. Like, do, he do did you think say... he's not got more important shit to be doing? Nah. I mean, he pro- he <laughs> should, <laughs> but he... <laughs> Does he? I don't know. He's too busy fucking coming in JJ's mouth yeah. and JJ's sucking him off all the time. He was time. like, oh, lockdown Victoria for eight months. So that kind of takes a weight off. I don't have to do uh, visits or anything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, the appearances, don't have to do charity fundraisers. There we I'm go. Not a, I'm not on. against it, but I, I, I suspect someone who's supposed to be running a state has probably got more important things to do than hang out with a couple of DJs. But uh, <laughs> have, a, have, a, have a stretch there, Dave. Jesus. <laughs> I know. Well, this is, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I, this is why I should. I, this is why I don't do yoga. I'm fucking, <laughs> you're right. Fucked. Well, I'm sitting cross-legged on my bed, and yeah, I've, I've, well, the feeling in my All left leg went oh, okay. about right. twenty minutes ago. So yeah. <laughs> nah, look, I mean, and look, I'm I'm also open to boys because here's the thing, and this is where I might might call on your help and possibly the help of some of the listeners. So we've this this get on the beers thing. So it's it's going in this hot 100 competition and i mean look we're in it now so it might as well try and get as high as it can what some other ideas of how we could reinvent this song to get it to climb that chart because i'm absolutely shit out of ideas because I've, I've exhausted my brain of them for eight months okay okay right here here's some ideas and uh, you've not got the opportunity to say no to them because that's just what's going to happen now okay <laughs> you're gonna pick someone who votes for you on your Instagram. So what they need to do is vote for you, tag you in the picture that they'll post to Instagram. And for that, 
you will play a gig at their house. There you go. You're doing that now. Uh, secondly, uh, not we, against it. That's good. I think that's a great idea. And Secondly, the winner is JJ Gunn from <laughs> Melbourne. Weirdly, it's Crown Casino. What an odd thing. <laughs> um, I just said that because I can see Crown from my house. Um, so <laughs> now everyone knows where I live. Um, what about... Yeah, because that uh, really narrows it down in an area where you're surrounded by skyscrapers. <laughs> Fair play, mate, yep. Um, yeah, yeah. What about <laughs> if someone votes for um, Get On The Beers and tags the three schooners and Mashton Kutcher, Dave will give them one free night's stay on Magnetic Island. Can't get out of it now, I've said it as part of the podcast. Okay. Why for, do we do this? <laughs> And uh, Isaac um, will show you how to survive an earthquake for free. <laughs> also accumulate a lot of alcohol somehow. It's funny watching these four squares because it's like JJ's in a metropolitan area. It's like Isaac's in the middle of Vietnam. has just been through a blast. <laughs> and then it's, it's, we look like we're all in different countries. Looks like I'm in a mental asylum. It's a sound padded room. Padded room. <laughs> <laughs> I want to speak to my internet friends. Yeah, sure. They're your friends. <laughs> you have lots of friends, Dave. And how does that make you feel, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, I honestly... It keeps like the voices at bay. <laughs> given the fact that you had zero time to prepare for that i'm quite impressed with those ideas i think they're actually quite good i don't think they're bad if, ideas, only, you, if only you could come up with ideas like that for our podcast maybe yeah <laughs> so here's the thing right uh, so here's like, what's going to happen and <laughs> just didn't do it i've got to get i've pissed them off there he goes uh fun fun fact actually so so you can't um the rules of the hottest 100 voting are actually quite strict you can't have any incentive for people to vote can't run a competition. Um, I know oh. it's a very different kettle of fish, but so Taylor Swift was kicked out of the Hottest 100 two years ago because um, she had an online competition. Like uh, it was, what was it called? It was something like uh, hashtag uh, T Swift for number one or something. There was some hashtag with it. And there were companies like KFC and other entities getting involved to help her get it uh, so if you run any sort of competition you actually can't unfortunately so right. basically what we just said what if we no 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 we run a competition a for for matt he's not technically doing it and it's us just supporting a friend he cannot I mean, confirm or deny <laughs> is that against the rules if you get us kicked out of the hundred it might be the two skinners <laughs> podcast <laughs> Jason and dead whilst the washing machine keeps playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, I actually got a question for you guys. I was thinking about this the other day. So a question about the UK. So in Australia, you've got a pot, uh, a schooner and a pint and a pint is the biggest of the three. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. But am I also correct in saying that in the UK, you don't have schooners? No, we don't. So you have a pint and what we call a half, which is pretty much like a pot. So well, why don't you have schooners that I don't understand? Because so there's schoon- a reason. Isaac, do you want to explain why schooners yeah. exist? Schooners only exist because it's fucking hot in Queensland. And by the end of the fucking pint, it's hot and warm and gross. So they made schoonies to kind of. Uh, mm. There you um, go. That's yeah. why we're called So is it because the glass is thinner? It doesn't. It's, it doesn't. holds less, less liquid. No, you, you just drink it faster. That's all. But no one really wants a pot. Because you just look like a bit yeah, of an well, idiot with a pot. Yeah. I've well, never seen well, anyone in the UK go, can I get a half pint? No, right. So just before I left, and Andrew Mackay, if you're listening, which you're probably not, um, I went on a night out with him and he was like, yeah, I only order halves, which is AKA a pot. <laughs> and I was like, he was like, it's so much cheaper. But then he'd drink 
the same. He drank double the amount to get to a level. <laughs> I was like, mate, you're just spending more money. This doesn't actually, you might as well just get a pint. This does not actually make any sense. And he's like, no, it's a great idea. Is that? I was like, no, it's the, it's the worst idea ever. <laughs> this is and, terrible. Uh, yeah. But he's in the Marines now protecting our country. So, you know, if uh, oh, he's making sure calculations. Anti-terrorist force, and there was like yeah, this managing spots. <laughs> Did you see that the, the UK is seriously contemplating sending out the navy to make sure that the French don't fish in the, the UK waters? They're literally protecting fish. <laughs> yeah, but what? I think there's they won't I feed think, kids. Cool. Now there's yeah. there's stuff there's stuff like that that happens all the time. Like um, my dad, as I mentioned in the previous podcast. He uh, works for, well, used to work for the RAF and he was a radar technician. He'd get flown over to the Falkland Isles, I think it was. And like, is it Argentina who wanted the Falkland yeah. Isles? And they'll fly their planes. I mean, I, I mean, have you ever seen where the Falkland Islands are? Yeah. It's, it's Argentina. Yeah, but <laughs> it's messed up that the UK has them. They'll fly, fly their planes super close and then just try and, they're always poking. I mean, the French are poking for fish. The Argentinas are just poking you know but just poking just poking Sorry, oh, every every country does something a bit i mean what I was learned, australia's version of that the the, EU, of the war of the, the war of the uh, EU's. they just forget about tasmania yeah, yeah that kind of dro- <laughs> it does drop off the map a little bit um yeah, well, there, there's a whole thing about tasmania not appearing in maps though isn't there or is it new zealand not appearing in maps i thought you were give me five seconds talk talk amongst yourself. there was massive there was massive outrage Last year, I remember, because Woolworths, which, if you listen in the UK, is like Tesco or whatever. And they did, like, uh, around Australia today, they did, like, little um, Aussie flags and stuff like that. And they missed Tasmania. <laughs> I'd be and more like, concerned about the uh, the rate of interfamily marriage in Tasmania than the uh, location. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if you so- listen from Tasmania, we don't condone Matt. He's had a, a few vodkas and the ginger beer. So he's a bit loose right now. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a there's a trend of uh, maps just not including New Zealand. It just doesn't exist. Does that mean uh, half as many people turn up to their Christmas lunch? Because like, if your sister's your wife as well, then you, the amount of people surely would be less. Yeah, you got to cater for less. You got more spend per head, and then they drink more, and then they fuck their cousins. Yeah, again. but 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 the mutation makes them hungrier, so it's still the same <laughs> amount of food. <laughs> They've got three bellies, so yeah, they they eat a lot down in. Uh, I don't actually know if Tasmania was part of any um. Were they part of a lockdown? Did they get locked down? Do they have cases? <laughs> They've always been in a lockdown. Matt. Did you have you have you done a have you done a gig in Tasmania? That's what I want to know. We have. We've um well, we've not anymore. In, nope. <laughs> 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 we've probably played in Tassie maybe once or twice a year. It's not very often, but um they're they're okay. What's your what's your, what's your favorite t- uh, Tassie venue? Uh Sydney, sorry, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, they're, they're okay. They're all right. They're they're an oh, okay yeah. bunch. They're a little Have bit. You, okay, okay little right. Better question. What is your favourite venue in all of Australia? Oh, oh, uh, oh. That's a tricky one. That is a tricky one. I don't know. Okay. Do you want me to come back to Australia and we'll go other countries first, or we'll go continents? Personally, I'm 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 pretty biased to Boots House in Germany. That's that's yeah. my favourite. That's my favorite. I can't you do really like that. that. I've seen a few I good do. videos of you. Yeah. I do. Um, what, what's your favorite in North America? Um, 
I really like playing in Omnia in San Diego. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Omnia is a is a chain which is in I believe there's an Omnia in Vegas, Vegas New York, San Diego, and uh, Bali, and like one more. Um, they're quite good. Um, I had a very good time with you in Eleven and in Miami. That was a was that was a good night. <laughs> that was good. So if anyone watching the podcast and- does not know Eleven in Miami, Google it and. Uh, just hit images and you'll speak for <laughs> hey, yourself. Hey, me and, me and Isaac always up for traveling as well to a gig. Yeah, so if anyone's ever <laughs> wanted to go to Magnetic Island. Uh, <laughs> or, or, or Vietnam. He's a little bit quiet down there. You all right, Isaac? I'm fine. It's, it's great. Yeah. He's been through a natural disaster. <laughs> Give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, all right. Oh, you've obviously, you've, been on tours you've been to awesome places do you have like one story that you are allowed to say uh that's like your biggest highlight in your career i like how you say allowed to say and highlight as if there's going to be something very taboo that would also be the highlight um, i am gonna i'm gonna take you back to 11 in miami again where we lost you on a rooftop oh what like the hangover <laughs> no like i actually <laughs> lost them <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was a pretty that was a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty wild night. We uh, we crossed paths with JJ and Yaz in Miami, and we played a show at Eleven, which is I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I wouldn't it's say that's a highlight. I'm just saying we lost you. That's all. <laughs> it's it's a pretty big highlight. It's well, I mean, I don't remember much of that morning to be honest. I wish I, I knew all, where I went because I don't really. All know I, I remember went. is I was and so explain what Eleven is first of all. So Eleven, from my understanding, is oh. if not one of the biggest, is the biggest strip club in North America. It's definitely probably the most well known. Um, it's it's different to your average strip club in the sense that it's also like a large scale nightclub. Um, the main room and main area holds thousands of people. Um, and you sort of walk in and you come in on this mezzanine and you look down and there's one main stripper pole and there are just hundreds and hundreds of girls and thousands of people. And it's just, it's a strip club which has its own childcare center for the girls built in. It's got all sorts of what? things happening. And um, the headline DJs usually play at 5 or 6 a.m. Um, and the venue, I think, opens 9 p.m. and trades until probably 2 p.m. in the afternoon. So How do I get a job? A child, <laughs> child care centre for the strippers. Yeah, you know. I, I, I had never, stuff. ever been to a strip club before being there, right? And first of all, I walk in with Yasmin, who's my missus, and they're just naked girls everywhere. And Yasmin is like so excited by this. She's like, oh, my God. I'm going to go and get so many $1 bills right now. You wait here. <laughs> I'm not joking. She got a lot of $1 bills. <laughs> what, I was, what I was very amazed about was the fact that we got taken to this nice little VIP bit with Matt. We got to sit and chill. And you know how those bottles of Grey Goose that are like maybe four or five feet tall? Oh, like the they're Magnums. Just, yeah. No, no. The bigger man. They're, they're oh, huge. And I just presumed that they were all for show. I didn't. I didn't. But I thought they were filled with water. I didn't think, surely these aren't real. I remember very clearly, because after this, it gets a bit messy. Two naked girls coming up and asking if I wanted a drink. And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And pouring that this massive bottle, they poured me one drink out of it, put the cork <laughs> back on it and walked away. And another one appeared, a fresh one that they opened up for the next drink. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So wait, wait, wait. They were opening... Brand new bottles just to pour one seven. One drink and they they left after that. Yeah. What? Mental. Mental. But yeah, we lost Matt. So 
Well, for more context, so we played the show. I'm pretty sure we ended up playing it um, about 5am or something. And then we, I think we stayed at that club for a bit. And then we went to a rooftop day party in Miami, which I think, I don't know what time that started. That probably started at like 7am. And I think we were up there for a little bit until about 10am. And then at some point I flew the coop and I don't know where I went. I went so somewhere. we had a very, a very strict um, itinerary to st- stick to because we had to be uh, a certain place at a certain time. And I'd set alarms for everyone because essentially I was, I was that night's tour manager. And I was like, okay, we're going to be here at this time. We're going to have all our stuff ready. Uh, I think it was two in the afternoon or something. We're going to have all our stuff ready and we'll, we'll get in the car and I'll drive us. Cool. One in the afternoon, I'm trying to phone Matt and Adam <laughs> being like guys where the fuck are you and no one's answering until about half past one and Adam goes hey JJ and I'm like Matt get the fuck back here uh, Adam get the fuck back here where the that's fuck that's right because we had to check into an Airbnb in Miami the next day that's right and do you remember throwing things off the balcony Matt it was like How you going, 74 times <laughs> <laughs> sorry my, ear, my airpods cut out then. <laughs> anyway and uh, Adam's like yeah we've lost Matt we don't know where he's been for like, the last five hours can't find him and uh, we were literally driving to the Airbnb without Matt. And we just, it's like, like in a desert, it just comes over the horizon. And we, <laughs> we thought he was coming over the horizon, but he wasn't. He was just crawling. No. <laughs> he was hey, like, guys, where have you been? <laughs> he was like, JJ, whose car is this? It's like, whose car do you think it is, Matt? Again. Uh, yeah, it was, it was probably one of the worst. First time I ever tried lobster. That was that night. And also. Yeah, that was really nice. The whole cast of that TV show, Ballers, was in the restaurant. Remember? Yeah, that was really nice of the venue. They, um, as part of the the booking for us to play at the club, they um, they put us up for dinner at the W Hotel, which was awesome. And I said to JJ, "This is your time to shine, mate. Get to the lobster. <laughs> so this, this Get is all of the expensive things. <laughs> this is the yeah. thing. So obviously, you're very popular DJ, and not many people will be in a situation in their lives that you live." what is that even like you know you're going to gigs and they pay for things and you find yourself in these amazing places when was that i mean for me like if that happened to me i'd be like holy shit is this actually happening was i imagine you're kind of used to it now because you do it all the time but what yeah what was it like the first time yeah i mean it's definitely something that we're always appreciative of um and people's hospitality like you know goes a long, long way. And we're, we're always super appreciative of it. It's, um, I mean, I guess if you think about it technically on paper, and I say this in the most grateful way of it, like all of these things are, are, are business expenses. Like if, if you're a, you know, multi-million dollar strip club in Miami, you know, you've got a, a deal with the W hotel. That's where you put your artists when they stay. And, um, you know, everything from the accommodation to the, the food and the travel expenses, it's all tax write-offs. It's all expenses. Like, I guess that's just part and parcel of, you know, and I guess for the the average person, you know, those are things where, you know, you would normally uh, save up a lot of money and go on a nice holiday with your partner or something and book. But, you know, I guess those sorts of businesses, like the high-end hotels and the high-end restaurants and the high-end nightclubs and entertainment, like they rely on, I guess, a lot of people to, you know, spend big bucks to go there um, and to get those people in, they book entertainers like us. And I guess part of that is expensing all those things. So um, like I said, we're very grateful for it, but I guess if you think about it from a business perspective, it's kind of just part and parcel of the-, the Part of the um, fee almost, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's not yeah, just about I mean, the cash transferred. It's also about 
putting you like up the, in, in the whole experience. Yeah, the, the currency changes when the situation changes. So it's like, you know, it's s- some guy who works nine to five on 50K a year hasn't gone out and gone, boys, here's a, you know, here's a $2,000 a night hotel. It's like the hotel, it doesn't cost them anything to expense the room for the night to put us in. So, you know, the, the value and the currency of the thing that you're consuming changes based on, you know, the situation. But like I said, we're also super, super appreciative of it. And we've definitely, uh, definitely seen some things and experienced some things, which um, we're very, very lucky. I know um, one of the, uh, I think I've told JJ about this, one of the, the gigs we had in, um, in Thailand was super, super surreal. We, um, we played a couple of shows in Phuket and part of the deal was, was that um, we would play one show for free on a Wednesday night, I think. And, um, another show at a, a discounted rate, but we would get to stay um, in some super nice Ecom. And the Ecom they put us in was in just out of Phuket and it was a private villa and the on-season rate for that villa was 75,000 US dollars a night. Oh my What God. do you mean? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, we, it's literally like Justin Bieber specs. Like I can't see a reason why any normal person would ever stay somewhere like that well and well the um, title of uh, this week's episode is seventy-five thousand dollars a night accommodation <laughs> it's just yeah base backpackers future right there weird <laughs> weird things and you kind of you know and it, it also makes you like it puts things in perspective and it makes you really think about things like when you're sitting there and you're laying in a bed and you've got your own private pool and this and someone's telling you that that's the value on that you look around and you're like who puts that value on this? Like who, who's to decide that that's what this is worth? You know, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, but look, yeah, like I said, it makes you appreciate everything. And um, yeah, it's something interesting too, as well about the, um, the, the thing we do for a job, I guess, is that we, we do a lot of transit for, um, for, you know, the thing that we do. So if we play a show in Asia, for example, we might spend 35 hours in transit just to perform for one hour on stage. So it's, it is very interesting, you know, I mean, while, while we do get, you know, paid quite well for the job that we do, if you look at it on an hourly perspective, it's interesting because, you know, sometimes you can spend, like I said, 20, 30 hours in transit just to be on a stage for one hour. I found that really interesting with um, obviously MK, Mark Kitchen, Um, and he did a little video diary of like him um what what his life's like behind the scenes because obviously a lot of people see these djs having this great time and playing to thousands of people and kind of a bit like the question i asked you earlier was like oh what's it like because we'll never Mm. experience that ourselves but so he did something that it was something like he played for the bbc the bbc do um radio one do their own festivals so i think he played at one of their festivals and then like everyone's like he plays his finishing set and everyone's like oh he's probably gonna go off to party you know he didn't know he gets he finishes set says goodbye then when got on a in a taxi the taxi took him to the airport then he had to yeah. get on a plane and go to ibiza then i think yeah. he played in ibiza and yeah okay well maybe he's gonna start partying now in the place which is party he didn't <laughs> he then got on another plane and do you know what i mean it's just like yeah I think people sometimes might forget that the the person whose job is responsible to put on the party is probably not the one who actually parties. <laughs> it's you know it's the other way around. Um, I think that's one thing that Adam and I are both very grateful for with 2020 has been that it's been a chance for us to have a break, um, you know, and a much needed break. I think that um, 
you know, uh, you know, asking the question like, what's it really like? Well, the truth is, is that sometimes mentally it can be quite straining and, um, the, it's a very, it's a very unbalanced, hot and cold, um, situation to be in when you're on a stage in front of 10,000 people and then 30 minutes later you're in a hotel room by yourself and it's dead silence. Um, I think that sort of hot and cold constantly every week happening, you know, I don't think that's amazing for your mental health at all. So um, what I want to relate to to that was I, you know, me and JJ DJ, but like on a far lesser scale. You, you know, what you what are you talking about, Dave? We, we DJ to sometimes tens of people. Yeah, that's what I'm about <laughs> to say though. But I'd be like, when I was DJing at Poison, and like Poison was a cool little club, and even Next Level as well. And yeah. like for me, that was a lot of people for me to. Well, play here's to. something maybe you can relate to. So like you know when you're when you're DJing say in Melbourne and you're playing, having a great time, and the crowd's there, you're vibing, everything's great. But then say for example, you go home, you're laying in bed, maybe your ears are ringing a little bit because you can you know you've been playing loud music and you're just laying there in silence. It's like that complete juxtaposition yeah. from the environment you've just been in, you know, That's whether it's on that scale or even playing a festival, the con- the, the principle is the same. It's that, a very yeah. weird thing. Mentally That's jarring was, almost. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. I'm only playing to like, you know, a hundred, hundreds of people, not like thousands or Still tens the same of thing. thousands. Exactly but yeah, it was like for me when I finished my set, which would be an hour, it was very hard for me to just, yeah, my heart's racing, the adrenaline's pumping. Yeah. I then want to send it and get, you know, but it's just like sometimes you can't do that every weekend. It's not no. healthy. It's- and I think then on top of that, when you add on top of it, things like travel and flights and logistics, like you only need to fly twice, maybe three times hungover to realize that that's a bad idea. So <laughs> doing, doing that for a living, um, you very anyone, quickly Anyone that's that ever done that, that Ibiza back to the UK flight will, will oh, know exactly. It's the most quiet flight ever. Like, <laughs> no one says a fucking word. There, there's nothing more a polar opposite than the flight going out to Ibiza yeah. and the flight going back. Yeah. Two different things. I, I was going to ask, so surely the one to Ibiza would be like awesome, right? Everyone's hum- yeah, like, piped up. But not, not for the air hostesses or the air staff. <laughs> You know, they're just fucking sit Blends down, up, shut sure. up. We're not serving alcohol. But it says it on your menu. No, fuck off. <laughs> on the is it, are, there, are there nice flight routes that do that route? Because I could think of nothing worse than being on a fucking flyby or some shit coming back from that'd be awful. <laughs> oh, be no, no, that's not. Nah. nah. Have, you, have you ever been on a flight to Ibiza, Dave? Have you ever been to Ibiza, first of all? I used to go pretty much every year, yeah. Have you ever been on a flight to Ibiza that didn't end in a fight? <laughs> I've seen, yeah, I've seen some pretty fucking wild things on the flight to Ibiza. Like. I, I've seen, I've, I've seen a man literally in the seat next to me pull out a bag of cocaine from his ass. I'm not kidding. That's literally, so good. Not no <laughs> one well, lie. He couldn't just wait till he got there to tuck in. Le- pulled it out, and, I, and then he had to go. No, thank you. Goodbye. Wow. Um, yeah, but so I've seen some. I've seen uh, some big fights. Uh, on a, on flights to Ibiza. It's a, it's, a, it's a it's a strange old place, Ibiza. It's one of my favourite places in the world. But yeah, there's it's definitely I play I I try and stay and play the bossa. Uh, I don't think yeah, I say, yeah. ever say that right. But San Ant- bossa, yeah. San Antonio was uh, yeah. It's not a place I like. I actually, saw a video place. last night of um, Brussels Airport when Tomorrowland's on, and it's like a full blown rave. They have DJs in the airport, and it's yeah. all that's oh, really. But it that's the way good. it should be. Like. That's what that's what people are going there for. Why would you not be doing that? Yeah, I've never understood that airports. I, I guess there's a lot of regulations, but they're very clinical places, and they're very like, like very dull. 
places. And they shouldn't be. They should be fun. Yeah. Well, that's where you're, yeah, there's nothing more exciting than when you're in the airport going on your holiday destination. I mean, I think everyone will agree with me. That first pint you order in that bar is <laughs> one of the greatest tastes in pints, you know, or whatever, that first drink, whatever you drink. Yeah. It's a very exciting time. So, yeah. In your mate's why, case, a half pint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have yeah. 14 half pints. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on holiday. <laughs> Splashing the cash. But, no, it's, um, yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. Why wouldn't you do I that? I think in, the, in, in, in 10 years' time, when me and Adam look back at it all, we'll have very... Very interesting experiences to look back on and very uh, interesting stories to tell. But um, yeah, I think one, of them, old life. one of them will definitely be your number one at Triple J's top 100. Oh. <laughs> look, I reckon you've nice got to make it happen. We should make it happen. If you're listening, make it happen. All you have to do is very simple. Go on the Triple J website, Hottest 100, vote for Mashton Kutcher, uh, vote for them only because I do want my thousand dollars but, but <laughs> Matt I've been thinking about this I'll be with you when this happens you will this could be a good night out <laughs> this could uh, be very yep, interesting thousand yep. um, dollars can disappear very quickly <laughs> <laughs> so this could be wonderful guys um, I'm very much looking forward to it um Matt, I think what's, that's- what's very interesting is that you're actually one of you're you're one of um you're actually one of three people who I'll be with on the same night who have each put a decent wager on that. So like that could be an so myself, big night. Cal. Yeah, there's another one of our mates from Brisbane here who has as well. So that that could be an absolute stormer of a night. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait until after I'm, this. I'm, this. I'm, uh, I'm cancelling my flight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait until after the, this call. But if we sorted out what's going on that night. Well, you know what, if, if we haven't yet, but I'm just thinking as well, if, if it's still at $6 odds now, it's actually still not a bad time to put, you know, just throw 20 on there. Like, yeah, still what? 120. Cause the thing well, is, it's like, it's, it's like, I'm just trying to think about it logistically, like betting on a horse. Right. So like I might throw a, throw a multi on, I don't know, something. And I don't really have much inside information as to how that's going to play out. Whereas I can tell you guys and listeners of the podcast over the next three to four weeks, I'm going to campaign really, really hard <laughs> to get that to number one. So if you know that that's going to be campaign And of course you'll go play at someone's know. house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's a thing where you were saying there's strict rules. So campaigning for it, you'll have to be careful about I, all, how all you I'm going to do really is I'm just going to ask people to vote for it. Um, and the thing is, which I think kind of works in our favor is that, We've got, uh, so the first Get On The Beers video that we remixed him came out in April. And then there was probably a new video that kind of kicked off and went viral about every four or five weeks after that from April till now. So every one of those videos, there's thousands and thousands of people that commented on that. So it's just a case of sitting down, taking the time, just replying to those comments and going, hey guys, if you got around the song, give it a vote. Um, so you've got thousands of people there who got around the song. I mean... Surely, if yeah. one in every ten of them I ask votes for it, yeah, and if all four of our listeners, I mean, <laughs> surely, surely. that counts. Everyone counts. Every vote does count. Um, Matt, I feel like we've taken up enough of your time uh, today, but has anyone got any fun news stories for us this week? Has oh, anyone prepared ooh, anything? Shit, I heard something. <laughs> I heard something phenomenal. Something yeah. really good. So, you know, penguins. Yes, not personal. The animal. Yes. Yeah. So 
Chinese, the, the, the language of, of Mandarin, when it is written down, um, uses symbols. What do you think the symbols mean that come out as the word penguin in Mandarin? Anyone? He's Googling it. Uh, I have business, no business goose. Business and goose. That is the two <laughs> Business <laughs> goose. Oh, it's in a, a tuxedo. Pe- that's why. It's all yeah, ready for a penguin <laughs> is a business goose. And I love like that, that, I think. That is one of the, the best things I've heard in a long time. Um, are you Googling something fun, Matt? I, what have you got? I've, I've got a fun news story for you. I'd like to participate in this segment. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Um, so this year, the Vatican Darth Vader nativity scene gets the early thumbs down. So St. Peter's Square in the Vatican has hosted a few unorthodox nativity scenes over the years. But this season's entry um, containing Darth Vader and the Mandalorian has received so many terrible reviews um, that it looks like it's being closed off. Yeah, right. I am looking this up right now. I'm not really sure. Uh, this year's modernist larger than life display, which has appeared. What the hell is that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's not great. It's uh, a solid one out of 10. Not good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just Google Darth Vader Vatican. Um, what does what Darth Vader, so what does Vader mean? Anyone? Is this, a, is this a Star Wars question? Which, by the well, way, has anyone been watching The Mandalorian? Not yet, but I'll catch up to it. It's, but Vader, I believe, I'm just going to double check this before I see it. Nah, just right. say, you're all about the fake news. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Do it. But I think, oh, cool. it's, it's in Dutch, sorry. Uh, Vader in Dutch means father. So that's where Darth Vader comes from. And that's why people of another language knew that that's who he was to look before uh, that happens. There you go. Ah, well, it won't be the first time some uh, scary guy has been going down in the Vatican. <laughs> and with that, it's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a lovely episode. Thank you so much, Matt, for uh, getting on the beers with us, even though you didn't drink any. But we will have you on again, hopefully with Adam, um, to actually have a few drinks. You know what? I've got a feeling that we, I mean, New Year yeah, is yeah. <laughs> New Year's coming up and you do have some spare time at New Year. We could record one for do. the future. I'm getting, that, very, getting very jealous of this. It has been a pleasure. Has been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, well, we'll let you say goodbye last, Matt, but as a goodbye from me, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching and listening. And it is a goodbye from me. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It's a goodbye from me. It's a good vibe from me. I uh, wish you a speedy recovery in uh, Vietnam down there in the bottom <laughs> of the corner. And um, thanks for having me, boys. No worries at all. Just as a last minute reminder, please go and vote for Get On The Beers by Mashton Kutcher for Triple J's Top 100. I want my $1,000. Thank you very much. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>